It's up for debate today on the world. I'm Marco Werman. Forget doom and gloom. This scientist argues that humanity is actually becoming less violent. We're a clever species. We solve problems. When things go well, we remember the solutions that work and apply more of them. And speaking of debates, Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton go toe-to-toe tonight. We look at where the candidates stand on big global issues, but bear in mind... Nobody has a fully formed plan for dealing with the world that survives contact with the facts and contact with the reality of being president. Plus, we sample some Elizabethan insults. We could call you a rotten hornibus or a stinking jakes, and then a whole load of other terms that I don't think I could get away with on radio. That's all today, here on The World. Thanks for being with us. You know what day it is. The two leading presidential candidates face off on TV tonight. Perfect opportunity for all of us to ask, which candidate do we want in the White House for the next four years? Who can help make our country and the world safer? You know, what if, just hypothetically, there's a war? Sorry, but war is something we focus on here at The World. But you don't say, where are things going right? That's Steven Pinker, experimental psychologist and proponent of a theory that says, and I'm probably going to oversimplify this, we humans are less violent now than we have ever been in history. So before we get to our main stories today and before the big debate tonight, we want to take a moment to reality check the violence we cover day in and day out here on a news program like The World. What about all of the parts in the world that used to be in flames, just consumed uh, by war, uh, but which are now at peace? Yeah, very good question. Steven Pinker and his Harvard colleague Richard Rangham were on stage with me here in Boston last week. I asked them to consider our prospects as a species for living in peace with each other. Here's Pinker again. For 450 years, from 1500 to 1950, wars got less frequent but more damaging. That is, there were fewer fights that grew into wars. When they did happen, they killed more people per year, a kind of uh, perverse efficiency in how quickly you could kill people. And then there was a a turnaround after World War II, after that big spasm of violence. After World War II, both the number of wars and the rate of death per war have gone down in tandem. So we seem to be getting better at living together without killing each other. Just don't tell that to the people of Syria. But let's not ignore the genetic piece to this puzzle. Richard Rangham is a primatologist who for decades has worked with chimpanzee populations in Tanzania. In the 1960s, people used to say that humans were the only species in which individuals were motivated to go out and kill members of the same species. And uh, there's a lot wrong with that statement. But what was dramatic starting in the 1970s was the discovery that a species that was as closely related to us as any, chimpanzee, was the only one then known in which adult males regularly go off on border patrols and make efforts to penetrate into neighboring areas and indeed damage and kill members of neighboring groups. So this was a kind of you know, primitive warfare which really shocked people because it reflected the possibility that there is something deep in our evolution about our own tendencies for killing. So some important similarities between humans and chimps, but Rangham also sees some important differences. This was the first time anything like this had been seen in chimpanzees, and it coincided with the fact that Jane Goodall gave bananas to bring the chimps to a central area in their territory uh, so that she could get to see them very closely and uh, get them comfortable with her presence. 
Well, that naturally led to the possibility that the bananas had something to do with this. Created some sense of competition. Exactly. And that, yeah. that fighting over the bananas, because they, they certainly did. I mean, they, it's like um, you know, putting money in front of people. Mm. Um, <laughs> so, so, so the chimps did, did squabble, as it were. Mm. But, uh, you know, there's a very different kind of fighting between uh, fighting erupting over uh, competition for something to this very planned, deliberate attempt to go and attack members of the neighboring groups because that did not emerge out of uh, any kind of hot emotion. Richard Wrangham has spent a lot of his professional life trying to understand why groups of chimpanzees go to war. He says neighboring groups avoid aggression when there is a balance of power and when neither group has a clear advantage, something the world's diplomats seem to need to rediscover again and again. I asked Steven Pinker whether we humans can do better than chimps, whether over time the reasons nations go to war are decreasing. Yeah, it's actually, I would say that some of the reasons are decreasing because as we have a more integrated economy, both globally and within countries...